0: There is one crucial thing that's keeping your real estate business from reaching the next level. Welcome back to All or Nothing in Real Estate. We've got an exciting one for you today. Um, This one actually, Colin said, hey, you need to talk about this subject because you're so passionate about it. So Mm -hmm. we're going to break down something The one thing that is missing in everybody's real estate business right now, we're going to give you actionable takeaways of how you can actually apply this to your business to take you to the next level, no matter where you are.
1: Absolutely. This is something that we've talked about in uh, bits and pieces here and there and just realized it's such a core piece on how we run our business and how uh, successful uh, people in the industry are doing it. And I realized, all right, we, we got to make a podcast. Almost. Yeah,
0: a thousand percent. And it's something that we are really ramping up in our business. Um, and it, we've seen effects from, from my business, from our coaching clients, from other people in, in these coaching circles I'm a part of. This is a big, big topic right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we'll break that down why. Um, but let me go to the top. There is one crucial thing that's keeping your real estate business from reaching the next level. That one thing is accountability. I don't care how big your organization is or how small accountability is something that will help you reach the next level the problem is most people have been held accountable the wrong way they've been condemned they've been yelled at they've been told the wrong things and held accountable the wrong way Mm -hmm. but accountability the true definition is the highest form of love you can show an individual so my definition of accountability is observing or noticing without judgment that last part is crucial
1: observing or noticing without judgment
0: yes yeah. So to hold somebody accountable the correct way, you have to observe or notice without judgment. One way you can do that is remove the word "why" from your vocabulary. How, if you're a leader right now listening, when somebody comes to you with a problem or they didn't do something, mm-hmm. they committed to make this many phone calls. What's the first question most leaders ask?
1: It's like, well, why, why, why didn't you do that? And you're like immediately on the uh, defense yep. like if uh, you
0: if your employees if your agents if your team if the people that you are in charge of leading the people you interact with that you're holding accountable have their defensive wall up that is on you because you are making them feel judged and not safe in that space mm-hmm. and so what really happens the magic of all this i'm going to skip to the end and then i'm going to fill in the middle so what happens if you do this the correct way your company your agents your team hold each other accountable at such a high level and strive to be accountable they they are starving to be held more accountable because once they experience it the right way guess what happens their performance improves. Mm -hmm. They get better. They make more money. They help more people. They accomplish more things and they want more of that feeling. And they realize that this accountability piece done in the right way is what helped them achieve it. And when you do that in an entire organization and you can create an organization and a culture of accountability, Mm -hmm. it leads itself.
1: Absolutely. Accountability, just the word itself has negative connotations in the vast majority of our culture. It's like, hey, I'm going to hold you accountable to this. And you're like, oh, I don't know if I like that because how most people have experiences is exactly like you're saying. They're uh, immediately when someone starts holding you accountable, they're like, well, why didn't you do this? Why aren't you better? And that's not how you should go about it at all. But if you can flip that and make uh, accountability something that uh, is a positive experience, people are excited on every aspect of it. You're, like you said, that they're looking for accountability and um, we've seen the results here um, and it's tremendous
0: and it's a snowball effect once it starts and it starts from the bottom up from the agents on your team the operations member whatever team it is that you're leading because everybody's a leader to somebody Mm -hmm. right and so if you truly love those people hold them accountable Mm -hmm. that's true love accountability is the highest form of love you can show an individual if you love your people you love your family you love your kids you love the people you're leading hold them accountable Mm -hmm. don't be that friend that lets them slide Mm -hmm. and accomplish less than you know that they want. That's not a true friend, Mm -hmm. right? And so if you're a true friend, you truly love them, hold them accountable. But the reason most people are scared of accountability is because they've experienced it in a negative way and in the wrong way because they feel judged, they feel condemned, Mm -hmm. and that is not true accountability. Mm -hmm. True accountability, we're going to break it down today on how you actually do that because there's several subtleties and nuances on, and we're going to go deep on how to do that correctly. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about the mindset. Why is accountability important? So I talk a lot about mindset. One of the mindsets that I talk about that, um, that Colin enjoys, because he put it on the notes here, <laughs> is you can either be a victim or a victor, right? And so how many people do we know in this world that have that victim mindset, that say, "Poor me, poor me." Mm-hmm. It's everybody else's fault. I, I just was belt, dealt a bad hand. Mm-hmm. Any of that stuff, right? No, don't get me wrong. We all have a story. Oh yeah. We all have problems, mm-hmm. but it's what you do with those problems that matter. Right. Are you going to use those problems as fuel, or are you going to use this, them mm-hmm. as an excuse?
1: What's the, the, the phrase? Is like ten per, or life is ten percent of what happens to you, and ninety percent of what you have or how you happen to it.
0: Yeah, hundred um, percent. So again. You can use your situation, your circumstances, your problems mm-hmm. as an excuse, or you can use it as fuel to motivate you to be better. Mm-hmm. So um, that's probably another podcast, but I've got a great story on that mindset from um, that would really break that down. But, um, guys, for real, we have all know those people. Nobody wants those people in their life. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants those people that sit back and – when I say settle, people th- – People think I'm judging people. That's not what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Like, if that's your choice and you're doing that because that's what you want out of life, I support you. Mm-hmm. What hurts my heart, and when I say people are settling, is they say they want X, but they don't do it. Right. And they don't do it because of everybody else's fault. Mm-hmm. Like, that is very sad to me. And what I'm trying to do is help you out of that, because the only way that you can improve that is by taking action and being willing to be held accountable. So one of the mindsets you have to do is you have to, you have to be willing to accept responsibility. Mm-hmm. You are where you are in your life because of the choices you made, period. Mm-hmm. There is no circumstance that puts you where you are. There are choices that we make every single day. Mm-hmm. You are where you are, and you're not where you want to be. If you're not where you want to be, you're not there because you did not make the right choices yet. Mm-hmm. Right It's choices matter and so we are in control. I accept responsibility for every outcome in my life. There's another podcast. Go back and listen to it. What was it called?
1: Um, I forget the, the, the name of it at the moment, but um, I know it's back there.
0: Yeah. yeah, so we'll reference it in the show notes, but it was a whole podcast on accepting responsibility and how if you you can't change it if you don't own it, right. And so there's a lot of people that, that let the world happen to them. Mm-hmm. I want you guys to happen to the world. Yep. I want you to live on purpose, not on accident. And the
1: best tool for that, um, to start things off, to switch from that victim mentality to victor, is accepting responsibility.
0: Yep. Uh, to
1: to fully own the situation and say, you know what, not everything went the way that I wanted right now. But what instead of focusing on what went wrong, you go, what can I change? Yeah,
0: hundred percent. Jump into that. And so there's so many people in this world that are uber, uber, uber successful that have had have stories. That are would just make you break down in tears. Like they have went through trials and tribulations in their life, whether it's their childhood, whether, whether it's losing a child, whether it's dealing with um, murders in their families, like there's so many bad things that happen to people in this world unfortunately, it's yeah. this is the truth. However what those uber successful people do, is they choose to use that as fuel instead of an excuse Mm -hmm. and it fuels them to be the best version of themselves and what i have found what i have noticed and observed is those people are not only the elite and truly successful but they are even more successful and continue to grow and improve because they know what it feels like to not have Mm -hmm. and they have that fuel and use that as it actually that fuel That is a differentiating factor between them and their competitors. Mm -hmm. They use their story, their trials, their tribulations, their struggles Mm -hmm. as motivation, and they use it as actually it's an upper hand against their competition. They have an unfair advantage in business Mm -hmm. because of their story. But it all starts with their mindset. Because they chose to use that as fuel, they learned so much by that trial, by that tribulation, that the competitor that has had it easy, that is was born with a silver spoon in their mouth, can't even compete, no matter how much checks they write, mm-hmm. because they did not learn the same lessons.
1: It's such a valuable piece that you're saying. Literally, this is an unfair advantage, and it's available to everyone, yep. and will drastically change your business across uh, all plat- uh, mediums immediately. It's like. Just implement it.
0: Well, go back and listen to episode one of this. Me and my wife broke down over two hours of our story, and we are sharing that being vulnerable because we are using that as fuel and use that as fuel to be where we are. Like I remember speaking on stage in Tahoe to 200 of the most elite real estate agents in the world, and I told my story, and I was talking to one of them yesterday because I'm speaking again this year at that event. Um if you want to come, let me know. I'll get you get you connected with the ticket. It's a great, great event. It's the elite of the elite. But they were talking about my speech, and they remembered it. They said, honestly, yours stood out more to me than anybody else's mm. because you got vulnerable. And I realized why you have been suc- as successful as you have is because of your story. Mm. And so this isn't theory for me. Mm-mm. Like other people have had it way harder than me. This isn't a pity party. Right. However, I choose to use my trials, my struggles, my tribulations as fuel to be better and I'm never going back. And I know that, mm-hmm. like I can say that with confidence because I refuse to, because it's in my control.
1: The fact that top producers across the country are saying this is, they're already super successful and they're saying what you, what you said here, this concept is life changing. That's something to pay attention to. Yes. like, there, there must be
0: something there. Well, success is simple. Success is boring, it's simple, it's just not easy. The most successful people in the world are willing to be held accountable at such an elite level. Champions seek accountability, average people run away from it. Do you want to be held accountable? Or are you scared of it? Right. If you want to be a champion, you have to run towards it and say, Colin, please hold me accountable. Mm-hmm. I want to accomplish ABC because it's really important to me. I need you to hold me accountable. Will you hold me accountable on a daily basis to this? Mm-hmm. And Colin, If he loves me and is a true friend, guess what he will do? He will hold me accountable and not let me use bullshit excuses Mm -hmm. to get out of it. How many of us tell ourselves bullshit excuses on a daily basis? Accountability, both Mm peer-to-peer and when you're looking in the mirror, you versus you, accountability is the one thing we are all missing right now that we can all improve that will help us during these challenging times, especially in this normalizing real estate market. Mm -hmm. If you are not being willing to be held accountable, if your agents Mm -hmm. aren't willing to be held accountable, there's not much I can do to help you. You have to help yourself. I will give you a hand up, but I can't give you a hand out. Mm -hmm. And accountability is the secret. It sounds simple, but success is simple. Success Mm -hmm. is boring. And the boring shit over and over and over again work. Mm -hmm. My mentor, my friend, my coach, John Cheplak, like I'll look him up. No need to tell you his resume. The best of the best. The best real estate coach on the planet. Okay? Period. Mm -hmm. You go back and look at his YouTube channel 10 years ago. Guess what he's teaching? The same shit he's teaching today, but he has mastered it over that time frame. And it's the same concepts, the same principles, Mm -hmm. but he has went so many levels deep that that simple, boring shit has propelled him to be the best coach Mm -hmm. on the planet. And he coaches the elite of the elite. Period, yep. and that's it. Yeah, because of the consistency, the discipline, and the accountability. Mm-hmm. The simple shit works, and it all starts with being accountable to doing the daily activities you know you need to do to accomplish your goal.
1: I mean, it's as simple as like, hey, I want to, uh, I want to get a summer body. How do I go about to do that? Go to the gym. It's like, well, yeah, I could do that, but what else? It's like, go to the gym. Go to the g-. like. That's the answer. It's like go exercise. And people are always looking for an excuse or a different way to... There, there's no magic bullet. It's as simple as go to the gym. And the answer is going to be the same 20 years from now. It's like, work out. And yeah. there's your solution.
0: Well, and so let's dive deep on that quickly. Yeah. that's Fitness is a great analogy because everybody has experienced that in one way, shape, or form in their life. Mm-hmm. Like right now, I'm on my third round of 75 hard <laughs> because I needed it for my mind and for my body. Mm-hmm. And so what a lot of people must do wrong in accountability... So 75 hard i'm accountable to myself Mm -hmm. number one first thing i did i posted it to the world public declaration Mm -hmm. is powerful baby like there are things that if i didn't if i didn't say it to the world Mm -hmm. and i was doing it and i was the only one that known knew i wouldn't have woke up at 4 30 this morning to get my workout in because i knew i had a busy ass day yeah right like however there's people watching Mm -hmm. and what i do through that process every time i've done it through that process I no longer have to do it because of outside motivators. I do it for me. And when you do things for you that are hard, that's where your life changes forever. Mm -hmm. Like that's a goosebump moment. (laughs) Like I, 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 that's from experience. Mm -hmm. So don't, don't outrule and say these things are too simple. The simple stuff works. And so where most people go wrong is say they're on a fitness journey as an example for accountability. Everybody knows to get in good shape. Say you want to lose weight as an example. Track your macros, eat a certain number of calories, and burn more than you eat.
1: Yeah,
0: that's how you lose weight. That, by definition, you burn more calories than you consume. Mm-hmm. You will lose weight. <laughs> but most people say, "Well, I'm just gonna, I'll watch what I eat. I'll give up soda." <laughs> but what about these nachos and this other food that you're feeling? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you have you have to be specific. And so what I do on 75 hard as an example is I track everything I eat. I track every exercise I do. If I don't measure it, I can't track. <laughs> I can't improve it. <laughs> You can't improve what you don't measure. Right. You're like, so, I think
1: I maybe ate a little bit healthier today. That's so vague. Yep. Versus like I ate exactly, or took in took in exactly this many calories and I burned this many.
0: So well, I'm going off topic here, but that breaks it down to when you were saying it. So number one, get w- get rid of the word goals in your life. Don't set goals, set commitments. Mm-hmm. That language change internally will change everything.
1: My goal is to work out for about 30 minutes No,
0: today. I, I'm committed to working out for 30 minutes minimum today. Mm-hmm right? Like, like,
1: Whoa, okay. Um,
0: when you, and say it out loud, yeah. like literally that gives you power. Yep. And so make commitments, not goals. Number one, but number two, they have to be specific. Mm -hmm. They have to be measurable and they have to be actionable. Mm -hmm. And so you can't say I'm going to eat healthier. What the fuck does that mean? I'm going to go to the gym. Mm -hmm. What are you going to do when you're at the gym? How long are you going to be there? What's the cadence of your workout plan? How many days a week? Mm -hmm. All of that shit. You can't say, well, I've worked out and I'm eating healthier. But you've eaten healthier because you added one salad to your diet. Nothing else changed. Right. And you went to the gym one time a week. Mm-hmm. Of course nothing's fucking changing. Mm-hmm. Because you're not measuring it, you did not set specific enough goals. Mm-hmm. I know that's an elaborate example. Like, it's, it's crazy. Every, when I say that, everybody's like, well, duh. Yeah. But think how often we actually do that to ourselves. Mm-hmm. And we do that because we want a crutch or an out in case we don't keep that commitment to yes. ourselves. When you make too specific of goals, mm-hmm. it's because you know you don't want to let yourself, your peers, other people down. Mm-hmm. But what you're really doing, in turn, is letting everybody down because your goal wasn't, or your commitment, mm-hmm. sorry, was not specific enough to actually move the needle forward. How you know it needs to be moved? Right.
1: You can tell it's a weak goal before, and you failed before you even started. You said, "All right, so this is, you know, I, I'm going to work out more." It's like, oh, well, that it, you've already failed because um, you've already you're setting yourself up for an out and your mindset behind that is, well, I don't believe I can do this. I don't believe I will do this or I believe it might get hard and if it does, I wanna be able to have an excuse to get out. That's horrible. You're cultivating that on a daily basis that you're letting yourself get away or you're letting your dreams escape you um, with that kind of a mindset.
0: Whoever said this shit was gonna be easy. Oh, I'm not gonna do that because it might be hard. It's supposed to be hard. If you want to do big things in this world, if you want big things for your life, you want big things for your family, you want big things for your future, you want to leave a true legacy on this world that we were all meant to do, stop playing so fucking small. It's not supposed to get easier. You're supposed to get better. That's that's how you that's how you change over time. Quit thinking it's going to be easier. It's not easier for me than it is for anybody else. I've got time on task and I've built the callus and the skill and the in the I've developed as a person through these traits to make it work. You think it appears easier for me, mm-hmm. but you don't know what happens when nobody's watching. What you are doing when nobody's watching will propel you way further. Don't do it for other people. Again, let's go back to what I said earlier. Mm-hmm. When you do things for outside people, you may need that to get started. <laughs> right. So, yeah. as an example, if you're overweight, which I am right now, and somebody calls me fat, I'm going to get offended. You know why I'm going to get offended? Because they're fucking right. Mm -hmm. And you know what that's also going to do? I'm going to show that motherfucker that, you know what? I was fat. Thank you. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to be in the best shape of my life in in 75 days from now. Mm -hmm. You watch. And then I'm going to take a picture and I'm going to send it to you. (laughs) Right? So a a little bit of that is motivation. That's fuel. However, ultimately, I'm doing it for myself because, you know what? They've opened my eyes. Damn, I have let myself go. Mm -hmm. I need to get back in shape. I need to make my health a priority. Mm -hmm. Right? And so we just have to be accountable to those things. (laughs) I feel like we went on like eight tangents, but this is good stuff. <laughs> this is
1: excellent. Yeah. Let's loop back to something that uh, you said at the beginning, which was accountability done the right way is the highest form of love you can show a person. I think that word, that phrase done the right way is so important because like you said, so many people have experienced accountability in a negative way. So how can people experience it in a positive way?
0: Yeah. So I think to, to break down how you can experience it in a po- positive way, we need to really break down. How most people experience it okay. we kind of hit on this mm-hmm. but most people let's go back to your childhood yeah. how are you held accountable as a child your parents would tell you to do stuff and if you didn't you got in trouble and why am i supposed to call you're my parent you tell me to do something and mm-hmm. i ask why go clean your room why because it needs to be clean why because we'll trip over stuff and get hurt ultimately what ends up happening at least in my household <laughs> because i said so i'm the adult you just do what i say right right we've all experienced some version of mm-hmm. that
1: because I said so. And you're like, okay, I guess.
0: Right, and so that's that's being accountable. Like even in that case, Colin asked some great questions there. You'll be a good parent <laughs> one day. Um, but um, but th- the point is, is that we've all experienced accountability, whether it's from our upbringing, from a coworker, from a previous boss, our current boss, whatever, mm-hmm. we've all experienced accountability and we felt judged, we felt condemned. Mm-hmm. It made us demotivated. Accountability is supposed to motivate you. Mm-hmm. Accountability is a building block to success. Mm-hmm. Because what happens when people aren't successful, most of the time, they lack confidence. They lack self-confidence. How do you create self-confidence? Self-confidence doesn't come from external. Mm -hmm. I can tell Colin that he's beautiful, he's this, he's that, he's caring, he's a great person. (laughs) All that's true. Absolutely. But Colin doesn't believe me Mm -hmm. until he believes it himself. And the only way Colin can prove that to himself is by being accountable to himself Mm -hmm. and by doing the things he he promised himself that he would do. Mm -hmm. And you build that confidence over time.
1: Yeah. No, those daily promises that you make— when you first start something like this with accountability, you will get a wake-up call onto how many excuses you're making and how many promises you're breaking to yourself before you even start them. And that's really humbling to just realize, wow, I'm making excuses across the board because I don't believe in myself, because I don't believe that I can do this.
0: And it's a catch-22. You you just said it. I'm making excuses because I don't believe I can do this, because I lack the confidence is what you really said. Yes. Right? However— You know how you create that confidence you create it from within Mm -hmm. and if you keep those promises day in day out one commitment at a time eventually over time guess what happens what is keeping you from making that commitment is lack of confidence Mm -hmm. but when you keep that commitment Mm -hmm. you build the ultimate confidence in yourself like so what is keeping you from it the problem is also the solution Mm -hmm. and it starts with accountability be accountable to yourself first
1: Mm -hmm. no and that mindset shift that you'll get because you've proven to yourself, Hey, when I commit to something, I do it, build so much confidence because like we were talking about 75 hard the other day. And you mentioned, you're like, I'm already looking 75 years or 75 days down the road. And I already know I'm going to succeed. I'm already looking at looking forward to my healthier body, my healthier mind, and my healthier life. And because you've proven to yourself, I can do this, so I will do this. So when I make a commitment, I'm going to fall through, follow through with the commitment. Hundred percent. And then you're excited about taking on any new uh, commitment or any any new dream that comes your way. You're fully excited about because you know it's going to happen. Versus, well, this might maybe happen. Or you already kind of know. Well, but I'm not really the type of person to wake up at 5 a.m. I'm, so it's probably not going to happen. It'll happen for two weeks, maybe.
0: Yeah. Most people, it's two days, but yes. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, and it, it comes from the confidence in myself that I've built. And mm-hmm. another thing that you don't know, I'll let you in on a little inner secret. That comment, after I made it, I realized I self-analyzed myself. Like, that was a bold statement to mm. make because this is not a fucking easy program. Mm-mm. But I made that because that's a version of my public declaration. Now, when I need that extra that extra fuel, I'll remember that conversation and, said, and say to myself, Yeah. I told Colin I already knew I could finish. I can't make excuses. Right. I got to do it.
1: I just realized that if this is the first time listening, you haven't heard of seventy-five hard. Just real, real quick, recapping it: it's seventy-five days of intense better yet. Workout.
0: Go back and listen to our seventy-five hard podcast. There you go. We yeah. did a whole podcast on this program because it is a life-changing program. I. It doesn't cost you anything. It's none of that. We're mm-hmm. not selling you anything. We're selling you a mindset and a mental toughness program that will change your life forever. Yep. Go listen.
1: If you're looking to just jump into the world of accountability, 75 Heart is a great way to start.
0: 100%. All right, let's get back to, um, what was your question again?
1: <laughs> My question is, uh, why are people afraid of accountability? And or um,
0: What is accountability the right way? Correct, yeah. Accountability the right way is observing or noticing without judgment. So if you are a leader and you want to hold people accountable, mm-hmm. first off, remove the word why from your vocabulary, mm-hmm. Right. Second, I need you to realize as leaders, we think, and I used to think, and my coach John Cheplak convinced me um, by proving it that he, was, he is correct. So I used to think, you come to my team, you buy into our systems, I will make you successful. Hmm. First off, that's very self-serving, so shame on me. Second is, I can't make anybody productive. Hmm. I can only facilitate the environment for them to choose because mm-hmm. it's ultimately their choice to be productive. So you can't make a human being productive. You can only facilitate the best condition and environment for someone to make the choice for themselves Mm -hmm. to be productive. And the only way... So let's talk about that choice because that's a big word, right? Mm -hmm. There's so much to that. Is the only way to get a human being to make a choice is through moving into a path that I call self-discovery. And so, meaning... Me telling Colin to do something because mm-hmm. I think it's a good commitment for him mm-hmm. versus me facilitating the environment by asking great questions for Colin to realize mm-hmm. what commitments are important to him in his life, you are way more likely to do it when it's your idea versus mine.
1: If you tell me to go work out, probably not gonna go work out. If I say I wanna work out more, that's right, that uh, things spin around. And you can probably dig into what working out more means
0: too. <laughs> 100%. And so your job as a leader. And you don't have to be the quote, the the title of a leader to be a leader. We all are leaders to somebody. Mm -hmm. If you want to truly help them level up in life and you know there's something they've been struggling with, Mm -hmm. don't judge them. First and foremost, we all have struggles. Mm -hmm. Sympathize with them. Get on their level. Meet them where they are and ask them questions and get them to self-discover what is getting in the way. Mm -hmm. And so a tool that I have for that, it's the seven steps of accountability. And so at the very top of this, this cheat sheet that I have here is it says slow down the process to speed up the action and results. You have to slow down to speed up Mm -hmm. and accountability is a huge portion of that. And so we we as leaders tend to I'm speaking for myself and other people that I know Mm -hmm. are tend to over overrule conversations Mm -hmm. or we think we know all the answers. And so we're just going to jump to the answer. We're going to skip the middle but that middle is the important part because it, what I've realized I have to step back and be a facilitator to help Colin or whoever else in a group setting, in a one-on-one right. setting that I'm trying to hold accountable because I truly love and care about them. Right. I have to get them to discover what I already feel I know. Mm-hmm. And if I can get them to say it and them discover it by facilitating that environment, mm-hmm then they're way more likely to make the change.
1: And if those are really powerful questions where you're really digging deep, you might discover something completely different. You might be like, well, I thought that they weren't making as many phone calls because of this, but in reality, they're dealing with a completely different roadblock that we can attack a
0: different way. Yeah, so um, these seven steps are we we do self-directed work groups here. I just got Mm -hmm. out of one before this podcast, Mm -hmm. and... Um, A lot of these lessons I learned going through this group again myself. As an example, one of my commitments last week was I wanted to spend four hours time blocked working on leadership development for our team. What I learned about myself through that, I kept that commitment, Mm -hmm. but I didn't accomplish what I thought I would accomplish. And so Mm. what I learned by that is I need to make my commitments more specific. So Mm. this week, I said this document, this process— this one cheater will be done by next week, and I know that'll take me five to six hours. Right. But instead of saying five to six hours, I made it more specific of a commitment. Yeah. And so, part of accountability too is being self-aware. Yeah. Right. So anyway, so let's pretend, let's role play these seven steps. Let's role play. We're in a, an accountability group, self-directed okay. work group, whatever you want to call, call it. And so, Colin, um, uh, did you have a commitment for last week? Yeah, I wanted to make twenty calls this week. Okay, so that's step one. Mm-hmm. Is did you have a commitment? Mm-hmm. Because I don't, me saying Colin your commitment last week was is right. not as powerful as Colin re, rephrasing his commitment, right? Yeah, Let's
1: I com- I committed to twenty calls there last week. Yeah,
0: so Colin, did you keep it?
1: No, I I I had some stuff come up and and I, I got I got five, which was really good. Um, but yeah, I, it kind of fell off my radar.
0: Okay, I'm gonna continue this role play, and I'll go through the seven questions after yeah. we're done. Um, and we'll maybe can we send this document in the show Absolutely. notes? Absolutely. Okay. Um, so, so Colin, so what I'm hearing you say is that um, so that you weren't able to keep that commitment. Mm-hmm. Um, no problem. That happens to us all. Uh, just out of curiosity, what got in the way? You know, I, I had I had some family stuff that was coming up. I, um,
1: I I guess I was sleeping in a little bit more than I probably should have, and um, let let other priorities kind of get in the way of this.
0: Yeah, completely understand. It happens to all of us. Mm-hmm. Um, in the realm of all that's possible, Colin, do you feel like you still could have kept that commitment? Yes. Okay. Good. Good. So, what did you learn about yourself by not keeping that commitment through this process?
1: Uh, I I realize I need a better system to keep this on my radar because I got distracted by everything that was going on at the time, and it just it it fell off. So I need I need to do a better job at having a system that keeps this right in front of me so I don't forget about it
0: and what does that system look like you
1: know I've seen a lot of the people in the office use Google Calendar they've been like time blocking and they get like a, an alert on their phone so I I think I'd like to try that
0: okay and so you'd like to try
1: that I, I will commit to trying that. <laughs> I will commit to doing that this Colin week. Colin needs self-directed
0: work groups again. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> so part of what you don't know backstory is that we don't allow the word try in our environment. Um, um, so anyway, um, so Colin, you would like to commit to using Google Calendar. Yes. And so in this case, to save for the role play, I would dig deeper specifically how he's going to use it, what the purpose is, what the result is. So it's specific, actionable and measurable. Right. right? And so let's go back to your first commitment. Colin, um, I believe, it, what was your first commitment that we started talking about? Uh, the twenty calls. It was twenty calls. Okay. Yeah. Uh, would you like to recommit to that? Yes. Okay. Great. Um, well, thank you for thank you for being your honesty, transparency. Mm-hmm. I want to acknowledge you acknowledge you for the other two that you did complete mm-hmm. um, last week. Great job on those. Thanks. Um, and I think we did some great uh, great discovery here on how to help you accomplish that this this week. Mm-hmm. So, guys, that's it. That's just, that's the secret. That's it's, the step. You broke
1: Basic, simple conversation, but those seven steps are in there. Uh, do we break all of them down yet? I yep. Forget. We're done. Perfect.
0: So the seven steps, really quick guys, seven steps of accountability. Did you have a commitment? Number one. Number two is, did you keep it? Number three, what got in the way? Number four, in the realm of all that's possible, could you have kept the commitment? Number five, what did you learn about yourself by not keeping the commitment? Number six, would you like to recommit? Number seven, acknowledge them for what they did do Mm -hmm. and on a high because Mm -hmm. Colin doesn't. So these, an example for our office, we do these in a group setting. Mm -hmm. It, public declaration is real yep. Colin in this fake scenario hates coming to the group and feels this big feels like a mm. little little a bitty um like the size like, of a thing
1: i only got five this week everyone's going to judge me yep. and because why, he why, why has I'm to here. admit
0: in front of the group that he failed right and so you have to end on a high note to get him inspired for next week mm-hmm. so acknowledge him like i did colin great job on the other two things you did accomplish right. that's fantastic and i'm confident you'll be you'll be better next week mm-hmm Cool. Just facilitate it over and over again. That's right. Um, and another quick note, too, if you're struggling in this environment and people are consistently not getting their commitments, um, a great way to not feel judgy. And so mm-hmm. let's say Colin said he wanted to make a 1,000 calls th- today. <laughs> like, that was his commitment. Like, that's something unachievable. Right. Or something that they just – Colin has said something that was achievable, I felt it was the realm of all that's possible, yeah. but three weeks in a row he's just not been able to do it. Mm-hmm. And so what I will turn to is I'll turn to the group and let the group decide and I will I will facilitate. Right. Hey group, um, so what I heard Colin say is he would like to make a thousand phone calls a day, what do we feel as a group? Do we feel like that's accomplishable? Mm-hmm. Do we feel like Colin can actually achieve that as he set himself up for success? Exactly. Let the group decide, Colin, I, I don't know, I think that's a stretch. Mm-hmm. And then come up with something more realistic. Or if you're struggling, say you want to do something that is realistic and you just weren't able to do it, instead of you coming in week after week, Failing at failing week after week. Right. Let's get you something you can accomplish to build that confidence in yourself, mm-hmm. and then we can stair step from there.
1: Exactly. Let's build some wins instead That's of right. like uh, 50 calls. If that was your goal, uh, or if that was your commitment, go for 30 and hit that 30, and then go the extra mile. Hit 35. Yep. Hit 40, and then start making new commitments. Your accomplishment becomes your new standard. You're building confidence. Um, it, it 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 helps everything That's across right.
0: the board. Accountability is everything, right? And Colin said it very quickly because he's heard us say it over and over again, but Mm -hmm. for the listeners that may may not have heard it, that is gold. Your accomplishment becomes your new standard. Mm -hmm. If you truly live that way, you will always be growing Mm -hmm. and getting better and better.
1: Well, because your confidence is going up each time too, that you're like, well, my accomplishment is that I got 30 calls. So my confidence in, hey, can you do 30 calls this week? It's like, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. It's like you built that up. So then the next week when you hit 35, your accomplishment just went up. And so uh, uh, so does your confidence as well. Yeah, 100%. So what are some other tools that people can uh, implement um, in their real estate businesses to uh, implement a cult or cultivate a culture of accountability?
0: That's a great question because accountability, yes, it's you have to be accountable to yourself first. Mm-hmm. But there is power in a group accountability, right? If you can create a culture of everybody wanting accountability, everybody eliminating excuses Mm -hmm. and holding themselves accountable to things. Like here's a real life example. Mm -hmm. We just got out of our self-directed work groups. I had two members of my leadership that volunteered to be a part of that with me and some other agents. Mm -hmm. And um, they both committed this week to projects that we've talked about for the last three months. But they've put it off and put it off Mm -hmm. and put it off, myself included. This is not pointing the finger at them. Nope but they made it a priority to finish this week. And I'm confident they will because of the framework of these self-directed work groups. Mm-hmm. And I asked them in front of the group, guys, we've talked about this before. Why did you put that here? Well, if I put it here, I know I'll accomplish it. I know it's important for the mm-hmm. business. I know it's something we need to get done. Mm-hmm. Like that's the power of accountability. How many of us have projects we're working on and we just keep kicking the can down the road? Right. You, This stuff works. It, I'm telling you, every organization has this problem. Mm-hmm. What You could be way better than we are because we are by no means perfect. However, you can still improve. Mm-hmm. That's the cool part about it. can always improve. That's right. So how do you cultivate a culture of accountability? Where do you start? Yeah. First and foremost, you have to lead by example. If I'm not willing to be held accountable, why in the hell would anybody else be willing to be held accountable, mm-hmm. to, uh, accountable in the organization? Let's use 75 Hard as an example. So again, this is not a paid promotion for 75 Hard. (laughs) This is just, it has truly changed my life. And me sharing my journey, my struggles, my story of going through 75 Hard has motivated, inspired other people on the team. I think we've had 10, 12, 15 people on the team accomplish it now. And then that has spread out like because they see the results Mm -hmm. that people get through the program. And so that creates a culture of accountability. Mm-hmm. So let's use that example in real estate specifically. Mm-hmm. Let's say Colin's a real estate agent and he commits to making um, 20 conversations a day. What, I don't know, yeah. whatever it may be, right? And so he's going to do that as part of his action items. Absolutely, that will be something that's specific. It's measurable. It's in his control. It's right. going to move his, forward, his business forward, right? What happens after two or three weeks of people in that group hearing Colin accomplish that and then they see on the back end, or I facilitate or somebody mm-hmm. else facilitates. Colin, what has that done for you in your business right. during this accountability meeting? He's like, well, I actually set eight appointments last week. Right. Other people are like, shit, I only had two. Maybe mm-hmm. I should focus mm-hmm. on these conversations too. It motivates and inspires other people because you're leading your, your, your environment, your culture, your team from the bottom up instead of the top down. Mm-hmm. And they want to do it for themselves because they see an example of success from one of their peers mm-hmm. using accountability as a tool. And so when you're able to facilitate that as a leader, that's how your culture of accountability grows over time. Mm -hmm. It doesn't happen quick. I have zero patience. (laughs) Um, And so it's been a slow, painful process, Mm -hmm. but it's working. And people, activities are up, accomplishments are up. And ultimately, these agents, the people that are in these accountability groups are seeing a better result in their business and able to help more people, including their families, because Mm -hmm. they're being willing to be held accountable. And that... The ripple effect of that will mm-hmm. go on and on for, for a long, long time. So, first and foremost, you have to make sure that you are being accountable first. Hmm. What kind of, so the speed of the leader determines the pace of the pack.
1: Hmm.
0: The speed of the leader determines the pace of the pack. Hmm. So, what are you doing as a leader? A lot of people, and this is where accountability goes sideways in organizations. And so, I have differing opinions a tad on this, but let me give you one example. If your goal of a leader while you're growing an organization is so you can sit on a beach all day and sip umbrella drinks, Mm -hmm. you're in the wrong business. Mm -hmm. You truly are not caring for your people and developing the systems and the accountability that you want. And that is going to trickle down to your organization. Mm -hmm. Now, you can move on to other projects, but truly successful people, like let's talk about Warren Buffett. Let's Mm -hmm. talk about people that are – Jeff uh, Jeff Bezos. Let's talk about – Uh, Elon Musk, those motherfuckers work their asses off every single day. Like, I'd be willing to bet they're the hardest working people in their companies or Mm -hmm. close to it Mm -hmm. because they're leading by example. But they're working their passion. And they're not working on the same projects as everybody else in their Mm -hmm. companies are. But you have to lead by example. And so if you're not willing to do that and your goal is to, well, I'm going to get this structured so I can just leave the company alone forever. Don't get me wrong. As a leader, you can have spurts of that. Yeah. But you better still be showing a good example of you're working on this project here to help move the company forward or pave a new path mm-hmm. for somebody. Otherwise, they're going to lose that motivation. And you better have good leadership underneath you to help that on the ground floor as well. Absolutely.
1: If you're if you're frustrated by the amount of calls that uh, your agents are making at yep. the time, you're like, man, why are our calls so low? Um, why is no one taking accountability on these things? But you're not taking accountability your, yourself and all these other areas. It's no wonder that everyone else is not uh they're they're following your example that's right so take a look at what your example sets
0: and so if you want your agents to make more calls here's a secret this is something i've implemented in my business it's getting ready to get ramped up is first and foremost um we were struggling with calls Mm -hmm. um during some of this transition stuff um and so what i did is i said you know what i'm gonna do a call hour with you guys Mm -hmm. i sat in our agent bullpen i prospected for a minimum an hour a day with the agents yep Grab my headset I'm an agent. I'm being an ISA, and guess what? If you're here, if you're prospecting with me, mm-hmm. you get the appointments I set. Lead, talk about leading by example.
1: Wow, that's cool.
0: So I've done. I remember that.
1: seeing you out there, but I didn't know that that yep. was part of it.
0: That's what I was doing. So what did that do? Is that motivate other people? Well, shit, if Matt's doing it, like how how would you feel on the, as an agent on the team if you see me doing that for mm-hmm. an hour? And you you're not. You see me doing that and you're right. not making your calls.
1: The whole hour you're like, shoot, I could really be more productive than I am right now. The whole hour you're seeing an example of what you know you're capable of. That's right.
0: And you see these other agents getting appointments because this I say this humbly, but I'm pretty damn good on the phones. And <laughs> yep. so I set quite a few appointments. And so like if you weren't participating, you didn't get you didn't reap the rewards. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Right. And so what I'm going to adjust to now is number one, we we just implemented a new leadership structure. And so our pod leaders. Mm -hmm. Um, our squad leaders, our lead agents, whatever you want to call them, um, are going to be doing that with their groups every single day. That's a requirement to be in that leadership position. They, they, they were granted and earned. Yeah. And so that will help facilitate that more and more and more. Mm -hmm. Um, but I also am going to be an hour a day, but I'm not going to prospect for buyers and sellers. I'm prospecting for recruits Mm -hmm. and I'm going to like, how can I ask them to make calls if I'm not making calls? Right. So Time for me to make more calls mm-hmm. and so i'm going to do that in front of them i'm going to share my results i'm going to share my experiences um part of that too is it when i say recruit so we're with exp it's no secret um and so part of that that's not all recruiting for my team mm-hmm. um it's recruiting for for our network and different things it's recruiting for coaching clients like it combines all that right. stuff but it's still productive action that everybody understands is important for right. the growth of the team for the growth of whatever is important right yeah. and so I'm right there side by side doing exactly what the, I'm asking them mm-hmm. to do.
1: Like, Hey, we both have commitments uh, right here and here's me setting aside this time to work on it. Are you working on whatever your commitments yep. you've set to achieve the dreams that you uh, want to move towards? Um, talk a little bit more, uh, more about the accountability mindset for agents. Why specifically is that going to be
0: important for them? So I think it's important. I'm gonna tie this into the market as well. And so if you're an agent listening, um, there is – the market has changed, right? And so we become a byproduct of our environment by nature. It's human nature. It's nobody's fault. It just is what it is. And what it takes to sell a house today, to list a home today, versus it 6, 9, 12 months, 24 months ago, mm-hmm. completely different. Completely different. I don't care what market you're in, you cannot convince me it's the same. Mm-hmm. Now there are ebbs and flows. Some are down 50%, some are down five. Yeah. But there's variables that have changed, interest rates, buyer motive. There's a lot of things that have changed. The economy's different. Of there's course. a lot of there's a lot of moving parts. And so it's not the same market. Mm-hmm. What happens is in that market that we were in, real estate became a passive business. If you were a passive agent, hmm. you could be very successful. Hmm because you were a product of the market and what is it what we are converting to and some people some of my coaching clients are already experiencing this and so it's coming if it's not in your market yet it's coming right um is it's going to get back to a skill-based market Hmm. and so what happens is a lot of people put their skills to the side and took the free free money basically right which i'm not blaming anybody like i'm a product of it too right but i will blame you if you don't adjust now Mm -hmm. here's your warning if you haven't heard it already Mm -hmm. You better adjust your mindset and go back to, I'm a brand new agent in this brand new market. Mm -hmm. And what do I need to reevaluate about my business to change? And that starts with, what activities do I need to do on a daily basis to accomplish my goals? Because your activity that you have been doing Mm -hmm. is not going to get you what you want moving forward because the market changed. Mm -hmm. And if your behavior doesn't change with the market, you're going to be left behind. National Association of Realtors predicts that 30% of real estate agents that are licensed right now will be out of the business in the next 12 months, 30%. That's a third. If you don't make these changes, I'm talking to you. Mm -hmm. You're in that bottom. Third guys, this is your wake up call. I'm doing this podcast for free (laughs) to help people. I truly care. Mm -hmm. You better wake up. Mm -hmm. If you don't wake up, this doesn't wake you up. The market will wake you up in a bad, bad way. Mm
1: -hmm. Well, if it's transitioning to a skill based market, then you got to spend some time on your skills way more than you used to. And the best way to start that out, accountability to say, I am spending this amount of time to hone my skills, to uh, revisit old trainings, to continue to educate myself so that I stand out in the midst of this, so that I'm part of the 60% that's uh, able to help people. So there's
0: a 60% yes. No, there's a 60% that's the middle now. Oh, okay. But there's a 10% that's going to be the top. Hmm. That's how I feel. Hmm. That's how my brain works is that there's gonna be people that use this shift, this adjustment, this change, this normalization of the market, whatever the hell you wanna call it, it's changed. We all, yeah. nobody can deny it. There's people who are gonna use that as an advantage because let's go back to the beginning. Mm-hmm. This is a cool circle. They're gonna be a victor, not a victim of the market. They're gonna use the market as fuel versus a crutch or an excuse mm-hmm. and they're going to use that to get better and to become the best version of themselves to work on their skills to change the actions they mm-hmm. take daily and so it's time agents we treat our business like a business because each and every one of you have a business whether you're on a team and brokerage it doesn't matter you are responsible for your business if you don't know what you need to do on a daily basis you need help figuring it out reach out to me i will help you for free mm-hmm. i can't do the work for you but i can help you draw the roadmap. Guys, if you don't have a roadmap, get with your team leader, get with your broker owner. Reach out to me. I'm happy to help you set that up. Mm-hmm. But you have to be accountable. to After you build that roadmap, you have to be accountable to following it. And you can't – here's where agents go wrong, too. Agents will build a roadmap. And let's say the roadmap is I need to make 300 outbound dials a week, mm-hmm. right? Let's just throw that number out. Yeah. What they will do is on Monday, I'll sleep in. Tuesday, I'll show up the afternoon. Wednesday, I'm going to take that day off. Oh, Thursday. Shit, I still got 280 calls to make. Oh, and they just pound the phones all day long. Yeah, yeah. And they lose the intent. They lose the follow-up strategy. They lose the skill. And they're just boom, boom, knocking. Right. They're calling to knock calls out instead of calling with intent. Mm. There's a big difference. I would rather... 30 calls a day consistently versus 300 calls a day in in a week, right? right? Like 30 calls per day consistently over time will beat 300 calls one day per week, (laughs) even though it's less calls, right? It's half the calls as a matter of fact. But if you're willing to do it consistently day in and day out, you can build a follow-up cadence. You can prospect with intent. There's so many good things that come with it. It's your consistent actions that you're accountable to. (laughs) So don't Don't fall trap to cramming the night before a big test in college, Mm -hmm. right? Like we all are victims of that. So plan it out and follow it consistently day in and day out. And again, if you need help building that roadmap, I'm here to help to be a resource. Mm -hmm. Team leaders, broker owners, managers, whatever you want to call yourself. It is time to change your message. Your message is no longer, hey, come join my team because I have leads. (laughs) Hey, come join my (laughs) team because we're number one team in the state of Missouri. Come join my team because in this skill based market, we have the best coaching, the best training, the best accountability, and the best database, which the database is your lead. Replace the word lead with database now because leads are hard to come by. Leads have doubled in cost. We got half amount of leads for the same cost. Yeah. That pretty much doubled, right? And so, what that, and other coaching clients are experiencing worse than that. And so, this is just the beginning. So number one, find creative ways as leadership to create different leads. Mm-hmm. Um, but number two, quit selling. So my coach, Don Cheplak says, how you onboard somebody is how you will offboard them. Hmm. How you onboard them is how you will offboard them. Meaning if I say, Colin, come join my real estate company. And mm-hmm. I give you this features and benefits dump about yeah. all these great things and how amazing we are. And I've got all these leads and we got a great, so it's either leads or split are the mm-hmm. two things I see people do this with, yeah. right? Is I got free leads, come join me. Or, hey, we have the best split in town, come join me. right Number one, if the leads aren't free, they cost everybody money, right? And if you have leads in the best split, what other value are they providing to you? There's nothing. like there's, mm-hmm. You have to realize that you are partnering partnering with a team leader, with a broker owner, with a team. Mm-hmm. And they're partnering to invest in you and you are a return on that investment. And they are partnering in your success. Mm -hmm. And part of that commission split that you pay gives that company more money to reinvest in you. Right. Right. And so that's how it works. And so meaning if you come and join a team because you want the free leads, Mm -hmm. what happens when leads dry up? Then I'm going to look somewhere else. I'm going to go somewhere else else that has leads. Exactly. You give me, I bring you on because I have the highest split in town. Great. You see an advertisement for 100% brokerage. Where are you going? You're going to the best split. Yeah. I want to bring people on that are right for my company that want to join because of the values we truly have. Mm -hmm. Do we have leads? Do we have great splits? Do we have all? Absolutely Absolutely. we do. However, we are way more than that. Mm -hmm. And when you have these conversations with your recruit, with with your agents, you stand out, you're different Mm -hmm. and you need to be different. Mm -hmm. Don't say number one on your recruiting appointments, because right now it's recruiting season. If you're a team leader and you're not recruiting, you don't have a plan and you don't have your roadmap. Like Mm -hmm. I just said, for agents that's based on recruiting, Good luck. Because a third of your agents are already out of the business. Mm-hmm. What happens to your business if a third of them leave because they lose their license, because they can't afford their dues?
1: You just lost a third of your income. What? Yeah.
0: So how are you going to replace that as a team leader? Yeah. You better freaking recruit. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, with that being said, you need to lead by example. This all ties in. Right. You need to have a cadence of accountability for recruiting as a leader. And I recommend you call in front of your group right to show them lead by example mm-hmm. and you need to not don't close on the first appointment if i'm if, calling if you're a recruit mm-hmm. it is what's the word i'm looking for it is so arrogant of me to think i can close you on the first appointment mm. if i can close you on the first appointment It's not because of my skill set. It's not because of my features and benefits. It's because of something that's going on in your life that is so bad or you're so toxic you can't wait to get out of that environment, you're ready to jump ship. Mm -hmm. Build relationships and rapport with people and find out if they're a good fit for your company. Find out if you're a good fit for them. Right. If you don't build that relationship, you don't slow down to speed up, you'll have turnover, you have all kinds of different things that happen in your organization. Mm -hmm. Speaking from experience, you have to slow down to speed up. And you have to set people up for success. And so, when you onboard them, find out what your value proposition is because it's important. But don't do a feature and benefits dump. Mm-hmm. That's what everybody else is doing. Mm-hmm. You know what your first first recruiting interview is? What's that? It's ten minutes, Con. You got ten minutes to meet with me. A, a strategy I'm getting ready to implement is via Zoom mm. because nobody has the time to come right. to the office, but they can jump on Zoom for ten minutes. Right. Like sure, it's a coaching session, mm. Con. Here's something. When we meet, I just want to hear about what's really important you and your business.
1: Like, uh, okay, it's like <laughs> and it, it and catches if, if you, you off guard because yes. you're not used to that.
0: Because everybody else is like, "Hey, we got the best splits. We got leads. We got this. We got that. Hey, right, come join right. us. Come join us." Right. No, Colin, I don't. Want, I'm not going to tell you about my company. I want to hear about you. I want to hear about what's really important. Right. Especially in this changing marketplace, I want to hear mm-hmm. about challenges, obstacles. you' what obstacles you're having, what successes you, mm-hmm. you've had. I've always honored and admired you from afar. Mm-hmm. Do you have ten minutes this week?
1: You're like, "Uh, sure. Yeah.
0: That's how you build relationships. That's how you recruit. Mm -hmm. Because you need to become more valuable than their current broker. Mm -hmm. But why you're not their broker. If you can provide so much value in these coaching sessions, in these meetings, guess Mm what will happen? Eventually, will be like, why the hell am I at this place? Right.
1: They're like, I've never, because they're going to walk away from that coaching session going, I've never had this before. No one's asked ever asked me about my dreams, my commit or my my goal, or my dreams. <laughs> I'm trying not to, yeah. to say those words. But, but the, the point being that they're like, oh, wow, someone cares about what I care about instead of just, well, how many calls can you, or how many can you close this year? Yep. Um, all all the, the numbers metric side of things. Uh, you're saying, what is important to you and your family? Okay, what would you need in order to be able to get there? Yep. Um, and that's going to resonate with people and that's going to, what's ultimately gets people on your team.
0: hundred percent. And it's, there's so much, uh, there's a whole other recruiting <laughs> podcast that we can do. And we'll do that in the future. Yeah. And okay. guys, there's, there's so much, so many nuances to that, but it all goes back. Let's tie it back into accountability. Mm-hmm. Right. And so how do you, as a leader, get your agents to be accountable? You have to lead by example. hmm you have to consistently say the message over and over and over again Mm -hmm. and in different ways don't just repeat yourself Mm -hmm. then they think you're think they're idiots right right like don't insult their intelligence (laughs) say the same thing in different ways Mm -hmm. come at it from a different angle get them to say it by asking right. leading questions. And now it's their idea. There's a lot of different nuances to get them to realize what holes they have in their business. What mm-hmm. holes we see. Hey, if the market were to like, we did this exercise as a team yeah, um, with the agents. If the market were to drop 25% tomorrow, what would you do? Guess what the market's done? <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's dropped a little.
0: <laughs> and who's not, who's not doing it? The people that didn't believe me when right. I, that it was going to be important. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. But the people that did guess what their business has done because not nobody the hardest thing to do for human beings is to change mm-hmm. right And so we as leaders our job is to facilitate change in a changing marketplace mm-hmm. How do you get a human being to change human being to change you get them to think it was their idea mm-hmm. because they want to change for themselves if you get them to change for you for your culture, that is temporary. Mm-hmm. You need to help facilitate the environment, be patient, go slow to go fast. Mm-hmm. Slow down and get Colin to understand why it's important for him to change and what that change of activities look like. Hold him accountable to that, and he'll see the results. Mm-hmm. And then he's doing it for himself, and then he'll build and stack upon that. Mm-hmm.
1: You're focusing on what's your big vision here, breaking that down into small daily actions that then helps everyone in the end. 100%.
0: All right. Let's um, Let's 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 close this out with some tools. What, some, what are some tools that will help you uh, build a, um, a culture of accountability you can use in your business, in your organization, your team? Um, number one, 75 hard. Experience it yourself. Mm-hmm. Go back and listen to our episode uh, if you're curious about that. Uh, if you're not doing self-directed work groups or accountability groups, I highly recommend them. It's a group accountability session. Go through the seven steps of accountability. We have each person mention three um three commitments that they're going to do on a weekly basis. They check in with their partner weekly. Crucial part of that is change partners each week. So they don't get that comfort zone. They have to stay uncomfortable to reach these commitments. Um, Get yourself a coach. I, myself, I did a post on this. I had somebody reach out to me today, asking me if I'd be willing to coach them. And they said, the reason they did is because they realize if I have three business coaches in my life, which I do, um, that it's probably time for them to get a coach. (laughs) And so you need a coach. You need somebody that will hold you accountable, mm-hmm. whether that's a team leader, whether it's a broker owner, whether that you need to hire a coach. Uh, if you need some guidance there, this is not pitching me as a coach. I am a coach. be happy to help you. But if you just need guidance on who would be a good fit, I know a lot of great coaches. So mm-hmm. reach out to me. I'm happy to help. Um, join mastermind groups. There's a lot of knowledge being in the right rooms, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I've learned so much by being blessed to be in these rooms with my EXP network, mm-hmm. um, like with the Tony Robbins event that we were at. Like, learned so much um, at this in this Cheplak circle with, with my coaching and different things like in Tahoe. Like, being in the rooms with the right people mm-hmm. is crucial. So make sure you have those mastermind groups. Um, time block. If you don't time block, if you don't tell your day what to do, especially mm-hmm. in this <laughs> business, it's going to get out of hand. Too many real estate agents work on accident instead of on purpose. Plan your day before your day starts. If you if you fail to plan, guess what? You that means you to plan fail. to fail. And I don't know anybody that's in this business because they plan to fail. So why don't you have a written fucking plan of what you're going to do today? Mm-hmm. Like I just want to shake people. Um, if you don't have a written plan, then the default's chaos. Mm-hmm. We have enough chaos that comes at us. Like chaos is part of my time block. Right. Like here's my chaos time. <laughs> I'll deal with chaos here. But right. other than that, I'm gonna do productive shit. Mm-hmm. Um, 60-30, so that's that's kind of an exercise. 90-60, 60-30, it's a time block window, literally. We got signs. Colin's got a sign he puts on the back of his chair. Yep. I'm in a 60-30, don't bother me, in a, in a Colin-nice way. Um, mine <laughs> we has, see them all over yeah, the office, yeah.
1: honestly, at this point. It's like... During this time, I am not to be disturbed, and everyone respects the heck yep. out of it. You get a so done.
0: What it is is because it allows you to tunnel your vision, tunnel your vision. when you narrow your focus, you expand your potential. So mm-hmm. what is one thing you need to focus on on a daily basis? Time block for it for 60 minutes. Yep. Turn your phone on silent. Turn it upside down. What I do is I actually set a timer for 60 minutes, mm-hmm. and I put it out of reach, and I don't look up until the timer goes off. Mm-hmm. That's my sign. Okay, it's time to, time to take a break. Yep. Right. And then that 30 minutes, the 60, the 30 part is now it's your catch up work. Mm-hmm. What emails did I miss? What phone calls? What text? et cetera? Right. Um, and then I can go into another time block if I need to. Yeah. And so, guys, it, it works. Um, if you want some recommendations on a book, um, Extreme Ownership is huge for this. Mm-hmm. Um, for accountability to yourself, mm-hmm. to others, um, again, you can't change what you can't own. So, yep. Jocko Willink wrote that book. Brilliant guy, great leader. Um, highly recommend it. Mm hmm. Colin, what else have we got, man? What else did we miss?
1: No, great steps uh, across the board. Great way to just uh, to tackle this world of accountability. Um, I, I guess something that uh, I mentioned to you uh, earlier was, um, you know, for accountability. I said, "Well, you're kind of wired for accountability," and you oh. immediately stopped me in my tracks. What did you say?
0: Um, so, can I be honest? Yeah. I said, Colin, that's a bullshit excuse. Too many people in this world say. Well, that's not fair because you had this advantage, or you—it's mm-hmm. just easy for you, or you're wired for leadership, or you're wired for accountability. None of that is. Nobody's fucking born a leader. Mm-hmm. We're all born the same. Nobody's born knowing how to do accountability. These are learned traits, mm-hmm. and I even corrected myself that leadership, accountability, um, all these mindset are learned traits. Mm-hmm. But above and beyond a learned trait, they're an earned trait mm-hmm. because you have to earn them to have that feeling of whenever I know I'm going to start 75 hard, I've already finished. It just hasn't happened yet. Like I learned how to do that and teach myself to keep my commitments to myself, Mm -hmm. but I also have earned that. Like when I say that it's, I know it's going to happen. Right. And it's because I've earned it because of time and skill that I've, that I've earned. And so don't, don't be that guy or girl that thinks, well, It's just easier for that person. Mm -hmm. You have no clue what they've been through. You have no clue. Like they say overnight successes, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it took me 10 years to be an overnight success. Like everybody that I know that's truly successful, that's their journey. That's their story. Mm -hmm. So quit judging them because what that is doing is you are projecting your own insecurities onto them. Mm -hmm.
1: Well, obviously it just fell into their lap or that you've always been great at this. or I mean, you could do that, but obviously I wasn't built that way.
0: And here's what I learned a long time ago. And one of my mentors, Andy Frisella, taught me this by listening to the MFC CEO Project. um, is now his podcast, Real AF. Um, He also was a creator of 75 Hard. Um, Dude has taught me so much about life and business. Um, So too many people go around life saying I'm not where I want to be because of him, her, other people. Mm -hmm. Too many other people in life say, well, it must be nice. Don't be that guy or girl because you have no clue what they went through. I have, I have learned and so much and put so much work behind closed doors Mm -hmm. to be able to have half of the skill sets that I have today. Mm -hmm. Like it's like, I'm nowhere near the end. However, don't, Here's what you're doing. Whenever you say something like that, well, it, it's easy for you, but not for me. Mm-hmm. You are insulting the work that they've put in. Mm-hmm. So let me just tell you this. And again, I learned this from Andy. He says it all the time. I was listening to him this morning while I was working out. Mm-hmm. I have to work this hard because I am just a normal guy. Mm-hmm. I'm nothing special. And he inspired and motivated me by saying that over and over again. This guy's got billion-dollar companies now, right? hmm and he said on his podcast today, like I show up before anybody else to work because I have to. Because I the skills that I have, the people say, oh, it must be nice, must be lucky for you. They have no clue the work I've put in to get these skills. Mm-hmm. Right. And I have to work harder than them to keep them. But they don't they don't think about that because they want to use that as a crutch or an excuse mm-hmm. that they're not where I am because, well, it must be easier for me. Right but truly are you putting in the work that that person's putting in? Cuz honestly, like I don't I, I think my success journey has just began. Mm-hmm. However, I have accomplished some things in life and I know for a fact and I say this all the time to the team. I am mm-hmm. nothing special. I'm a normal fucking guy that is willing to learn, willing to put in the work, willing to be disciplined and willing to do the hard shit that nobody else wants to do. Mm-hmm. And if you can do that and you can be accountable to that and you can create a cadence of accountability in your environment, you, your team, your people can accomplish anything.
1: Makes all the difference in the world. That's for
0: sure. Got a little goosebumps out of that. <laughs> well, I say we end on that then. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Do you have a, a challenge for the people listening? At home? Yes,
0: guys. I'm going to challenge you. If you got any value of this, um, uh, then take take me serious on this challenge. And wherever you listened, watched, um, just respond with the answer to this. Colin's going to put it in the show notes too. What is one step you can take? One. What is one step you can take today? To put more accountability in your life. What is an action item that you can do today to implement more accountability in your life? Because accountability is the secret to success. That will help you no matter where you are in life. A higher level of accountability will serve you, period. Mm -hmm. So what is one action item that you can do today to accomplish more accountability?
1: Sounds like a solid bit. All right. We can end off there. Everyone, thanks for for listening. Um, Continue to to subscribe to the podcast. It's free. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. Pops up every week. We got new content uh, coming soon. It's going to be good.
0: Yeah. Thank you guys so much. Uh, Stay tuned. Go back and listen to some old episodes. There's a lot of gold here. Um, One of the things we're going to be rolling out moving forward is more interviews with other brilliant minds to bring in some Mm -hmm. other people, other audiences, other opinions here. Um, And just like, subscribe. If you got value, share with a friend. This is a movement. We're trying to help people. We're changing lives. And um, if you know somebody that can come of value from this just share it with them that's all we ask absolutely thanks Thanks. for listening thanks guys we'll see you next week